0: Hello! Welcome to Ono, oh Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves.
1: Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher.
0: And I'm Carrie Poppy.
1: And in this episode, we'll tell you all about the watered down world of homeopathy.
0: Oh, but first, Ross, mm-hmm. we've got a shout out in the form of a haiku. Haiku! I know. This one is for listener and donor Andrew Stein. <clears throat> oh, to be Andrew.
1: In Australia, kangaroo.
0: He is not goat sperm. That was lovely. <laughs> Thank you. I wrote that. <laughs> So, this this month, what did we decide to do, Ross?
1: Homeopathy.
0: Homeopathy. Yeah. Well, that's timely. Recently,
1: it was October
0: 23rd.
1: Oh. Why oh. is that significant?
0: Well, that's significant because it was very soon after the end of the world.
1: That's right. Yeah, the world was supposed to end on October 21st, according to our good friend...
0: Harold Camping. Harold
1: Camping. He, he was wrong.
0: Again.
1: Recently, it was... October 23rd and that's important because that is the 1023 campaign that's when everybody overdoses on homeopathy
0: right well not everybody but some people
1: yes yeah good as point i'm glad you pointed that out
0: <laughs> as a, a sort of a proof that homeopathy uh, doesn't have anything in it all these people will take homeopathic remedies that if they were real medicine would do you great harm if if you took a bunch of them so like sleep aids cold medicine mm-hmm. things that you know if you went and bought real medicinal sleeping aids at your local pharmacy and then took the whole bottle you might die but and everyone has survived so far
1: on the shelf you'll see real medicine and next to it is something marked homeopathy mm-hmm. and the reason they chose October 23rd to do this is it's 1023 it's avogadro's number right?
0: I love avocado
1: Avogadro. Uh, Yeah, sorry. You don't
0: even like avocado.
1: I don't. So, Avogadro's number is the amount of molecules in a mole of substance. A mole is the amount of atoms, essentially, in 12 grams of a carbon-12 isotope. 6.022 times 10 to the 23rd. There we go. That's our 1023. Uh That is is October 23rd. I
0: bet that means something to some listener somewhere.
1: And that was recent. And that is why homeopathy (laughs) seemed like a good idea at the time.
0: Yeah, for sure. So homeopathy has a couple of main tenets. Uh, One is that like cures like. Yes. So the the law
1: of similars, as they call it.
0: Exactly. If you're complaining of something, let's say you have a headache, you might take something that would normally provoke those symptoms. So you take caffeine, Mm -hmm. which would normally give people headaches. But the idea is that it's going to stimulate your body to say like, oh wait. I don't want a headache, and it's recognizing that sort of poison, if you will, Mm. and it'll sort of activate the immune system to fight that.
1: So sort of like the principle behind a vaccine. A vaccine, yeah, exactly.
0: So, you know, on the surface it sounds uh, sort of plausible. How
1: much of this do I take?
0: Well, Ross, funny (laughs) you should ask. The second principle is that the higher the dilution of that substance, the more active it is in your body.
1: Dilution? You mean you take less of it?
0: Yes! So you take the original substance and you remove just a tiny bit and you put it in a big vat of water. Okay. And then you take that vat of water, remove a tiny bit of that, and put that in a big vat of water, and you just keep doing this over and over Uh and over and shake it up each time. Apparently the shaking is very important. Right. Those
1: are called succussions.
0: Oh, look at you. There's a
1: term for it. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And then eventually you get to this point where there's virtually nothing of the original substance in the water. Right. And that's when homeopaths consider the medicine the strongest and most potent
1: (laughs) when it's so dilute that i think the usual illustration is that yeah your chances of going out into the ocean and getting a single drop of it are your chances of having a molecule within that substance
0: right and uh you know in most of these pills there's probably a lot more say urine if you know it's gone through your standard water system
1: Mm -hmm. Right. right it seems one of the preeminent theories is that water has a memory Right. The question is, if it has a memory for the substance that touched it, why doesn't it have a memory for...
0: Everything else that's been in
1: there. Yeah, which has been a lot of fecal matter, you know, from dinosaurs and us and everything. I think the response to that is, oh, well, you know, it's distilled water.
0: Ah, Ah, okay. That's how you
1: clear the memory, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Reset. Fair enough. So who was the first person to do an overdose of homeopathy, Ross?
1: Well, the amazing James Randi. James
0: Randi, an adorable little man. For our (laughs) listeners who don't know who James Randi is... He is a, a wonderful magician who also founded the James Randi Educational Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, which puts on the amazing meeting where yeah. we met some of our fans. Holla. Woo! His foundation has devoted itself to kind of testing these sorts of claims and seeing if they're for real. So they actually do a lot of the same kind of stuff that we do.
1: He decided to <laughs> <laughs> overdose on homeopathy to show that there is no active ingredient there. That there's really it doesn't do anything. If it can't harm you, then how could it possibly help you?
0: Before we get into our experience going <laughs> going and actually visiting a homeopath, we're going to do our own little experiment in overdosing right now.
1: We, too, shall overdose on homeopathy. Yeah. We're going to take far more than the prescribed amount of a number of different homeopathic remedies. And what are we going to do? What are we going to take them with? What's the chaser? Well,
0: (laughs) Well, Ross... Ordinarily, when you take medicine, you follow it with a little bit of water. Swallow those pills right sure, now. Sure, yeah. But we're going to use a little bit of this barefoot Moscato wine.
1: I like it. Because
0: okay. if you're taking a real um, cold medicine or a real sleep aid, which is what we have here in homeopathic form, and you took it with wine, <laughs> things would be going south pretty fast, I think.
1: I'm reading here, alcohol 9% by volume.
0: All right, so yeah, so, pretty average So drink.
1: normally that would be a bad idea if this was a real remedy right. to take alcohol with yeah, it. Yeah, you've so. got,
0: what, like 12 ounces there or something yeah. like that?
1: Yeah, so, so why, while we record this episode...
0: We may be getting a little tipsy.
1: Right. <laughs> but also, wait, hold on, we got to do the clink.
0: Mm. Cheers. Cheers. We'll start taking these medicines, and we'll tell you what they are as we take them. We're each going to take over 100 pills. Mm-hmm. Just to show you that we're taking this seriously because you never know, uh, maybe there is something to this. We're going to call a good friend of ours and make sure he's on backup to mm-hmm, call and check mm-hmm. in on us, make sure we're doing okay. And who is that friend?
1: That would be DJ Grothy.
0: What? Yeah. DJ Grothy, I've heard that name. You may have Who's heard of him. That?
1: Well, he's current president of the James Randy Educational Foundation.
0: Oh, okay. And he's a friend of ours. This name drop.
1: Like, if you saw us on the street, he'd be like, oh, hey, Carrie, hey, Roz.
0: I dare to say, he would hug us.
1: Mm-hmm. This particular one, um, I'm not good at swallowing. Oh, wait. We, you can just like... <laughs>
2: That's oh, what she said. Oh, oh, oh. oh I That's fell right into that one.
1: one. a <laughs> Oh, how <terrible>. <laughs> <laughs> We can, like, let them dissolve, right?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, one of them it said to put under our tongues, but it wasn't this one.
1: Oh, under our tongues? Okay. I'll try um, that, too. Okay. So, this particular see, one we're taking is from Boyron... Like, they produce a lot of these things, don't they?
0: They do. And it's called Cold Calm. Yeah,
1: homeopathic medicine, 60 tablets. So that means each of us is having 60 tablets of Cold Calm.
0: Whereas the serving amount, you know, Recommended dose. Is uh, two tablets. So we're taking Mm -hmm. 30 doses
1: Okay. Um, It says non-drowsy, no drug interactions. What does that tell you? That tells you there's There's no no drug interactions. (laughs) There's nothing in there to worry about. So, yeah, they don't care if you're taking other medications. Or
0: that appears to be the case. We'll see. Oh, right. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you know, I should also mention I had a bit of a sore throat today, so maybe this will clear it up.
1: Okay. So, Cold Calm combines homeopathic medicines traditionally used to treat colds. Regulated as drugs by the FDA, homeopathic medicines are safe and reliable. Take Cold Calm at the first sign of a cold. All right. We don't have a cold here, so...
0: No, but I was saying I have a bit of a sore throat. Today.
1: Oh, do you? Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so maybe this will clear it up. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. be taking 30 doses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this might be a good time to mention. Uh huh. You've done a homeopathic overdose before with our friend John. <laughs> yes, I did. John Rail.
1: My friend John Rail and uh, his girlfriend Jen Brown.
0: A lovely person in her own right.
1: Mm hmm. Absolutely. We're both lovely people. So Jen and I both consumed a large number, I think about 80 uh, pills. We're, we're going to far exceed that right now. but right. Um, And we did just fine. But um, John was very clever afterward and took these pills back to the Rite Aid from which they were purchased. And so he actually took them back and said, oh, I'm sorry, this isn't real medicine. Didn't do anything. And they gave him his money back.
0: Yeah, so, so I am all for us trying to follow in John's footsteps and do that, but I'm going to send you to do it.
1: Okay, I'll do it. I can, be the, I can be the bad cop. But, you know, that's a good way to overdose on homeopathy and not pay for it.
0: Yeah, indeed.
1: Part of all these investigations, we often have to end up giving money to things we, we you know, wouldn't recommend for other people and we don't know, think we should be supported.
0: Out, we find out wasn't effective anyway.
1: Right. Okay, we're, so now it's time to in call after your break. friend and mine, DJ Grothy.
0: All right, I'm going to put him on speakerphone. We'll see how it goes. Hello, DJ. Hello, DJ. It's Ross and Carrie.
1: Hi, How are you? Hi, DJ.
0: Good. How are you? Hey I'm doing very well. We've got you on speakerphone, so you're on Ono, oh, Ross, good. and Carrie. Good, good.
2: Love this show. Glad to be on
0: the show. Uh, kind of talking to you for a second. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited that you're here. So we are right now taking about... 120 pills each of both homeopathic sleeping aids and homeopathic cold medicine we were hoping that over the course of the next couple hours you'd call and check in on us every once in a while make sure we're fine
2: i I sure will be in touch i uh i you know i care deeply about
0: you guys i don't want you doing anything foolish so yes i'll uh, (laughs) check in on you excellent what do you think about homeopathy you think there's anything in it
2: well, I think there's nothing in it. I think it is one of the most genius, get-rich scams out there. You're selling something just based on a promise, no evidence, really actually even no ingredients. And, man, that, that's some really smart marketing <laughs>
0: stuff.
1: It should be so easy for everybody trying to sell some ideas. You know, they never stop to realize that if the claims of homeopathy are
2: real... Uh, just think about this. Every glass of water has infinitely microscopically diluted particles of fecal matter. So, like, every time you drink water, you're drinking shit, according to the <laughs> theories of homeopathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they never stop to pause and, and really grasp their claims. Uh, I, I guess they're too busy just waking in the dough.
0: Uh, that's, a, that's a cynical way to look at it. You guys aren't recommending everybody go out and overdose. You're just kind of as an experiment.
1: We do it so you don't have to.
0: Yes, exactly. We In fact, we hope that by us doing it, people won't even need to. They'll already be able to come to their own conclusion. Uh, after we
2: did this this last year, we got emails from homeopathic practitioners who said, You don't understand. It only works if you take it into prescribed doses. Mm -hmm. If you take too much, it cancels out the effect. So
0: they just really do some mental gymnastics to justify this. Wow. Yeah, you know, and it says, on one of the boxes, it actually says in the case of overdose to contact the Poison Control Center, another that I saw in the store but didn't end up uh, buying for one reason or another, it said, uh, it is very difficult for you or your child to overdose on homeopathic remedies. (laughs) That's very funny well, I promise i will check
2: in with you guys and answer a question for me is are those a bitter pill to take i mean it, what what's the stuff taste like it's just
0: it just taste like gelatin capsules
1: what so far these are just like chalky yeah
0: these uh, these are uh tablets not capsules oh uh, tablets aren't you chewing them that's that has to
2: be really gross and no I think that
0: would just be i'm just swallowing um,
1: them i'm, I'm chewing okay. them and yeah it is gross brilliant
2: really, idea of a show which really needs to you know, we need to export it and have a 10 times more, a 1,000 times more uh, listeners What a brilliant idea. What a fantastic idea. You are basically out there experiencing the woo so it doesn't get on anybody else.
0: That's right. <laughs> oh, a quote from DJ Grothy. All
2: yeah, right. I love it.
0: Well, we'll let you be, um, but call in and check on us. You're welcome to interrupt us anytime. Okay, you
2: okay. guys have a, have a good night, and I'll, I'll keep up with you. Thank, thank you,
1: DJ. DJ. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That was DJ Grothy.
0: Yay, he's so nice.
1: All right, and I have now, during the course of that conversation, finished all of my cold tablets, all oh, 60 of man. them. Oh, man,
0: you are way ahead of me. I think I've only taken 20.
1: Oh, I was pill-popping the whole oh, time.
0: I, yeah, I was talking to DJ. It so. Takes
1: a while to get them out of these uh, blister packets. Mm-hmm. Allow the tablets yeah. to dissolve in the mouth. Oh. That's what it says. That's what I did.
0: Oh, mine have been dissolving in my stomach. Okay, well, I've still got Um, 40 to go, so I'll let these dissolve in the mouth. All
1: right. And, boy, um, they list a lot of active ingredients on the back of this cold medicine. There is one, two, three. Well, let me read a few of these. Apis mellifica belladonna, Eupatorium perfoliatum. Uh, There's a lot of them. And they're measured in 3C HPUs, 6C HPUs, alternating... Um, amounts of that. So, uh, tell me, Carrie, what does that mean?
0: You know, C means 100.
1: hmm hmm
0: As you may be aware In, uh, of. In uh, Roman numerals. Right, from fifth grade. Yeah. And the dilution is one part to 100 parts <laughs> to the power of whatever <laughs> that number before the C was. No,
1: you got it. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So, I've also had some wine.
1: Very tiny chances of having any active ingredient. Right. So, it's telling you all these ingredients, active ingredients, it calls them, uh, that are incredibly uh, not present because (laughs) there's such a small chance of them actually being in here. And there's even a little asterisk that says contains less than 10 to the negative 6 milligrams alkaloids. So there you go. Uh, The letters HPUS indicate that these ingredients are officially included in the homeopathic pharmacopoeia of the United States. And uh, it tells you what each of those are supposed to do. One of them relieves sneezing and runny nose. Another relieves nasal congestion. Another relieves colds with a sudden onset. Another relieves sinus pain, uh, headaches associated with colds, nasal discharge, sneezing attacks, sore throat associated with colds. So really, all these things that it should be taken care of.
0: I have to say, for the last five or six minutes, Mm -hmm. I've been aware that my mom listens to the show, and she's probably freaking out right now. Oh, really? So I just want to say, if this episode is airing, that means I'm alive
1: Right because Yeah, Because
0: our producer Wouldn't put it up And be like Yeah then they died So He,
1: he would do like A tribute episode instead Right About it would how be like wonderful We were as people So yeah If you're hearing this
0: Hearing this we're fine
1: It's a week later And yeah we're okay We're fine
0: all right, so our next medicine that we'll move on to, and you're ready for, it, and I'm not quite yet, yeah. is called Quietude. It's a sleep aid. Also mm-hmm. from Boyron. Mm-hmm. It's non habit forming, there's no grogginess, there's no side effects, and there's no drug interactions. It's got Hyascaeamus Niger in it.
1: Oh, I love thing. that stuff. Yeah, I, know, I girl, chew on that I all know. day.
0: Anyway, you move on to that.
1: I'm calm. I'll you...
0: continue taking so the. So, ag-
1: again, I've got the blister packs, and how many were in this package? 60. 60. Okay, I'm taking 40 of these.
0: Our listeners might be thinking, all right, you prove that, you know, maybe if you guys survive this, you'll prove that homeopathy doesn't kill you. Yeah. But have you really figured out whether homeopathy might work if you take it the way it's directed? Hmm. So did we do an experiment to find out if homeopathy might work in your personal life?
1: We did. Go visit a homeopath.
0: So we did. We went and visited a homeopath. You found out about him from your work
1: Yeah, there was a bulletin board that had a homeopath and specialist in Ayurvedic medicine oh, cool. And I thought, wow, multiple specialties Yeah, his qualifications are that he has Master of Science degrees in both homeopathy and Ayurvedic medicine Okay Where do you get such a degree? The American University of Complementary Medicine
0: Alright, that so there we go. right Yeah when I first called him and he mentioned Ayurveda, he said I'd do a combination of homeopathy and Ayurveda. Right. And wanting to keep our experiment as clean as possible and yeah. try to eliminate some some other variables, I said, oh, okay, well, we're mostly interested in homeopathy. Is that okay? And he said, well, yeah, we can, you know, kind of lean on that, but I will be giving you Ayurvedic recommendations too. Yeah,
1: he's a two-trick pony, so really you get a twofer in this episode. and We'll be talking a bit about his Ayurvedic practitioner as well. Yeah. That's a not bit. a word. Practice,
0: right? <laughs> um, and he was a really nice guy on the phone too. Just uh, he's a really nice guy arm. in person, right? That's mm-hmm. why I said two.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Have you
0: been drinking wine?
1: Yeah, I have. Been <laughs> <I'm> taking <laughs> lots of pills.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was an exceptionally nice person. You could tell right away. Yeah, so he said that it was seventy-five dollars for the first session. Mm-hmm. That the first session would be at least an hour and a half.
1: <laughs> oh, he met that requirement. He sure
0: did. And, um, and I said, okay, well, um, can we take it at the same time? Because we like to kind of see each other's experience and be able to remark on, you know, my impression of your experience and your impression of mine. Right. Um, and he said, well, yes, but I'm going to ask some very personal questions. That has to be okay with you. And I thought, yeah, sure. Hey, sure. It's Ross. Yeah. yeah open book. That's fine. He sure meant what he said, though.
1: Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Boy, he's an inquisitive fellow.
0: He certainly is. So... I went down there, and I was late as the day is long because of the bad (laughs) traffic, and he was like, oh, Carrie, I'm so glad you made it, but I'm worried about the amount of time that we'll have, (laughs) and um, (laughs) then I said, oh, well, you know, I was meeting someone for dinner, and I said, well, I can call him and tell him that I'll be a little late. It's fine. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's good. I went in, and he has a very nice, pretty house, Mm -hmm. and his practice is in his house in his front living room. And it's all nicely
1: decorated with mm-hmm. very, you know, earthy tones and a lot of, like, kind of very, little sculptures. Uh,
0: very Eastern-themed. Yeah. My complaint that I was going there for was headaches, which I don't even get that often and I think that I know the causes there that uh, I get them worse when I don't sleep enough. Mm-hmm. And whenever my, you know, I've mentioned in the show before that I have this like chronic neck, shoulder pain, and when that gets really bad, it kind of radiates up into my head. So I would imagine that's the cause, but
1: okay.
0: I would be interested in taking a medicine that wiped that away for sure. First, he had me sign some paperwork, had the sort of standard information like, I'm not a licensed practitioner. I'm not a physician.
1: But it was very right. responsible language.
0: Yeah, I got the impression that it was the required language for a homeopath right. to put, but yeah. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. He's clearly playing by the book, so.
0: Right. And actually, after I filled it out and hang- handed it back to him, he actually said, orally, um, I'm required by the state of California to tell you that I am an unlicensed practitioner and that I don't practice medicine. Mm-hmm. Then, who said, well, I practice both homeopathy and Ayurveda. Ayurveda has four main principles, fire, earth, wind, and water. And we're trying to kind of balance all of these different principles, both within the world and in your own body. What was interesting is as he was telling me about the the four different principles, and he Mm. was kind of describing them, he mentioned wind, and he said, you know, that's like a lot of activity and...
1: Mm, Movement, um, yeah.
0: Movement, yeah. And I said...
1: The movement principle. He keeps using the word principle.
0: Right. And just sort of to make conversation, I said, oh, I think I have a lot of wind in my head. (laughs) And he said, oh, really? And I said, well... You know, I just like, I'm constantly in my head. I think a lot, and I'm always thinking of the next thing that I have to do. And
1: Oh, I bet he I, played on that constantly throughout the rest of your conversation.
0: Yeah, well, what happened that was interesting is that, you know, I make this comment, well, I'm always thinking about the next thing I have to do, and I I like to run a lot of things at the same time. Mm-hmm. I always have a lot going on in my life, and that's how I'm happy. But, you know, that comes with it its own challenges, and so on. And he said, oh yeah, you know, that is win principle, for sure. And then he said i would also imagine you're uh pretty fiery you have like both a fiery personality and you have fiery colors like your red hair and my hair is red right now but because of dye (laughs) so i had actually fed him this information about me having like this wind principle the easiest way to find out which um principles you have strongly is to listen to your pulse and so he comes and takes my pulse, and mm-hmm. it's the most bizarre pulse reading I've ever had. He Starts like,
1: with three fingers.
0: Right, and then says, like, and now moving deeper, and then, like, pushes slightly harder. I mean, slightly in the same place.
1: Right, and he's, he's sitting next to you, and you extend out your right hand, in my case. And so he puts the fingers down kind of uh, close to the hand on your upturned wrist, closes his eyes... And, you know, he's slightly rocking, and he's just, like, listening and analyzing and asking you to take very deep breaths. And he's kind of explaining what he's looking for as he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first one, I think he was trying to listen to the vata pulse, and then he was trying to listen to the pitta, and then the kapha. Those are the three doshas of Ayurvedic medicine.
0: Okay. Yeah, with mine, lo and behold, he heard too much wind and too much fire. Mm. But he said very slightly too much, not like, whoa, she's way out of balance. Okay. just a little too much. Right. And um, he's like, yeah, I think you'd benefit from cutting cutting your fire and wind back a bit. But, um, right. you know, this isn't an emergency. And I said, oh, well, that seems to confirm what you said. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he started talking about how I have this really strong wind principle. And he said, that makes you prone to, like, anxiety. And it also makes you prone to distractibility. And, and at first, <laughs> I'm thinking, like... Wow! Yeah, no, that, like those really are my weaknesses. Yeah, And yeah. then I remember I gave him. This you already <laughs> told her.
1: Yeah, he's remarkably perceptive, but right. uh, we fed him a lot of that.
0: But yeah, I mean, by saying like it had started out with me saying, "Oh, I have a lot of wind in my head. I think a lot of thoughts. Right. I like to do a lot of things." So then, of course. since it had gone two steps between here and there. But that's a good point, because I I think a
1: lot of people, yeah, would totally gloss over that and be like, oh, my goodness, he read me perfectly. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, he had a lot of insight into me as well. And uh, early on, as he was feeling each of these pulses, he was saying, oh, I sense, you know, slight overbalance of fire. And, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm getting that fire here. And -hmm. so, and as the conversation would continue, and any time I would mention something about myself, he'd say, that's that fire. Mm -hmm. It was all very confirmatory. Yeah, I have to say, it felt like he was really reading me very well
0: Mm -hmm. yeah he may just be a very good interpersonal communicator yeah certainly um
1: i guess he reminded me just a little bit of like robin williams like kind of a you know like a thinner less hairy robin williams (laughs) i don't know something about his face and like you know he would kind of stop and think after he would ask a question or you would tell him something and he'd kind of purse his lips and sort of look up Consider it, kind of chew the cut on it a bit, and then turn his head back down to you and continue talking. I see that. Funny little mannerisms, but nice guy. Yeah, very soothing voice. Oh, and this whole time, he walked over to the CD player and started this music that you would totally expect kind of this Eastern music with the sitar Mm -hmm. and everything. And it was very soothing, but our conversation was so long, it eventually ran out.
0: Right. And to talk about that conversation a little bit with me, after he had read my pulse and everything, he started asking me, Questions that didn't seem to pertain to headaches. He asked me things like, um, tell me about your breakups. What are those like? Really,
1: he went for the breakups, huh?
0: Yeah, he talked about my breakups at length. What are your romantic relationships like? What was your last breakup like? What about the one before that? And like to the point where I was thinking like... Like, I don't want to think about this anymore. (laughs)
2: Right.
0: (laughs) Why do we have to talk about my breakups of all things? Yeah. And he really went on about them for a long time. (laughs) And then he was asking... A lot of things about the causes that I believe in, which Mm. is fair. He Mm -hmm. had picked up that that's, like, something central to my personality, and it is, so that's fine. He was really pressing on them. Oh, so, you know, you really get a lot of your sense of identity from belonging to causes and sort of pushing the envelope on moving society forward and so on. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely me, spot on. But, you know, based on things I'd told him. So we're not talking about spooky psychic stuff here or anything. And he's like, oh, that's really interesting. Tell me about becoming a vegetarian. Oh, okay, well... I was four, and Mm -hmm. you were four. Yeah, I was four. And then, you know, we're going on these long tangents about the different causes I believe in, which make me sort of teary. Uh, Yeah,
1: I really felt like I was opening up to him, like someone that I just accepted as a really close friend,
0: Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, sort of like a a therapist or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it was all a very nice conversation, except that I kept, thinking, what has this got to do with my headaches? Right. My infrequent headaches. Well,
1: and I think the real line of questioning came when he was kind of going into homeopathic mode. Because he was saying, and and I've got to give him credit, he was very good at explaining everything he was doing, really giving explanations for, this is why I'm asking this, and this will help me understand that. Um, But he was saying that for the homeopathy, you really have to ask these specific questions and really know a person because it'll interact differently with every person based on all these different traits. And that's the idea of this holistic medicine that, you know, they know about the whole person. And really that's, you know, what we often think of as being sort of the advantage of alternative medicine is that you get this kind of one-on-one personal care, someone who's really, you know, wanting to know all about you. you. Right. Whereas the doctor in a normal hospital, you know, doesn't have time to stop and do all that. Right. Because he says, you know, well, it may come down to, you know, five different ingredients that treat the same thing. But to know which one is for you, I really need to know these things. And I may ask you follow-up questions. I may send you emails, you know, with more questions.
0: Right. One of the things that he had to recommend was different food recommendations. But before we even got there, my good Mm -hmm. friend Ross showed up. Hey! And poor Ross came in also late, looking very frazzled because...
1: (laughs) I'd run out of gas. (laughs) Second time that's happened to me in my life. Last time was maybe eight years ago.
0: So I'm sure this guy just thought we were like... the. (laughs) <laughs> the biggest mess in the world
1: Right, <laughs> it's collective mess
0: Well before we get to my food recommendations yeah. Let me give you 50 of the next pills Okay,
1: yeah, Which... yeah I've run out of pills a long time ago I yeah, need more sorry, pills More pills.
0: So this is an anti-insomnia medicine So a sleep aid
1: Oh, another sleep aid, okay
0: Or, you know, I assume so Battles insomnia mm-hmm. um, This is from Highlands Homeopathic
1: Oh, that's the one that says to call poison control If you overdose
0: Oh, that's right
1: we call DJ grothy. <laughs> I hope that's an acceptable substitute.
0: Formula Highlands number
1: twenty three. Ooh. Twi- what? are you
0: serious? Yeah. It says twenty three. Yeah, number twenty three. I don't 23. know. Twenty three. Now Ross, I'm gonna I'm gonna wimp out a little bit and give you more because these yeah. are all three X, which freaks me out a little bit. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, that we- means one part in a thousand. So I'll let you um, These are far figure.
1: more potent In normal terms And less potent in homeopathic terms Meaning they have not been diluted As oh my goodness that's a lot of pills Oh that's the one with a hundred isn't it Yeah. So you're just ballparking These are a lot of pills I have a fistful of pills So about Oh I have, let
0: me look at the instructions I have what two thirds Yeah I think so There's a lot here uh, adults, dissolve two to three tablets under tongue.
1: Right, I'm gonna to take a little picture here so you can see it our says setup. Under
0: tongue, sublinguals. Under tongue? Yeah. Alright. Good
1: luck. <laughs> yeah, these ones are disgusting. Oh, they become like salty. Oh, yeah, so. what is this? Oh, <laughs> <Ew. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, swallow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's bitter and salty. It's at the end. Oh, yeah, I know. It has this horrible aftertaste. Oh,
0: wine improves
1: it quite a bit. Oh, Okay. Oh, I've got a, a large handful of these. All right. So, yeah, I think it's <sighs> oh safe God. to say I have taken <laughs> the, lion's
0: share.
1: the lion's share. So, it's I'm definitely. probably consuming tonight about, I'd say, about 160 pills at least.
0: I think so. Wait. Yeah, more safe than estimate. that. I think 160 would have actually been half.
1: Uh, 140 would have been half.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, it's so, yeah, safe
1: to like say that. I'm taking at least 160 probably. pills. <sighs> Okay. Feeling
0: okay, though? Yeah, I'm
1: still going. Okay. Oh, yeah, I feel fine. It's just a really gross taste.
0: <laughs> they really are. This particular one that we're taking, I have to say, a Highlands homeopathic insomnia medicine although we don't recommend that anyone overdose at all we're not we're Mm. not encouraging you to do it um but uh don't do
1: this at home or at work or anywhere
0: yeah you know i mean you don't need to we're doing it for you don't take this particular one because it's disgusting yeah (laughs) but we should also say let's take a moment to say Mm. there is something confusing about homeopathic labeling that people should know if you are tempted to do this yourself which again we are not advocating you do but if you decide to just not listen to mommy and daddy and do your own overdose, mm-hmm. then know a couple of things. One is that people can label something homeopathic that isn't. Right. You can label something homeopathic when it actually has herbs and other real active ingredients and normal dilutions in them or there, normal potencies in them. Yeah.
1: There was like controversy over Zycam, right? Because it actually had zinc in it.
0: Right. Which... And, and, and not diluted.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right, so you could uh, pick up something that says homeopathic, and it's not homeopathy. It is medicine, and um, you want to be very careful about the amount that you take. And the other thing is that something might be homeopath quote-unquote homeopathic, but actually have a very, very strong dilution. Like, if you have something that's a 1X or a 2X, mm-hmm. you're just talking about one or two parts per 10. Yeah. That's still a small amount of medicine, but if you took a whole bottle, you could be taking quite a lot. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, uh, you want to be very, very careful about the medicines that you choose and the uh, the amounts on the label.
1: And you may ask, what is that base unit that they are dividing into? It's a milligram. So mm-hmm. one milligram of the substance then divided in, into ten, divided into a thousand, right. Ten thousand and so on.
0: And of course, milligram sounds very small, but consider that um, a Xanax prescription, a, a normal amount of Xanax is about half a milligram, and you're still getting an entire dose. Of, mm-hmm. A milligram can be quite a lot of medicine. With that said, let's talk about what he told me not to eat or to eat oh, less of.
1: Yeah, a lot of this was about diet. And he was really saying as part of the Ayurvedic medicine that what you eat is incredibly important. And he was tying all these things to, you know, how they interacted with you in the morning, which is a, an earth and water time of the day. So, yeah. So
0: Oh, my God.
1: So, for example. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> Under the tongue, it's pretty bad, yeah, but when, yeah. when it gets moved to the front oh, of the yes, tongue, where yes. my sleep receptors are, it's yeah. really bad.
1: Actually, I hear that's a myth, that, like, you actually have concentrations of oh, particular don't care. receptors. Oh, I
0: Okay, this is terrible, though.
1: Okay, well, you know, we're <laughs> an informational <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, wherever it I don't
0: care anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wherever it touches the tongue, it's horrible. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, he's giving these recommendations for different times of the day, correspond to these different doshas, and so, for example, I was telling him that I don't, eat breakfast usually i oh, usually just give that no.
0: oh no big... was that bad news
1: well not so much but you actually everything he said was a very gentle recommendation yeah you know, that's thing.
0: true really this yeah, might help level things
1: off in general. he was saying that oh well really you know since it's that earth and water time of the day you want to be having earth and water kind of food so you should have oatmeal oatmeal that's right he yeah. recommended oatmeal hot cereal that's how I said it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you could add cinnamon or raisins, but not brown sugar because that would be too sweet. You know, mm-hmm. that would that would add more fire principle. And I already have enough of that. He's telling right. me to lay off like the sweets at work that they always give me.
0: But about my food. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. Geez. Come oh, yeah. on. Sorry. Everyone wants to know about my food habits.
1: It's true. Because, okay. You I'm sorry. Know, I'm sorry.
0: You, you're really not keeping up. You never mention hot drinks. Mm-hmm. I guess that's my only example. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well well uh,
1: stated. Oh. I
0: know. Ew. Guys, we're really taking it on the chin these for you. Really this is gross. really disgusting. What's wrong with these pills?
1: <laughs> you ever heard of sugar pills, people? Ugh. Oh,
0: they're terrible. The homie path said, uh, well, um, Carrie, to, to tone down some of these wind and fire principles... You really should be eating less of... And then named everything I love.
1: Right. Like, Uh,
0: nightshades. And I'm like, okay, what are nightshades? Oh, eggplant, tomato, potato. Like, all my favorite things. I
1: just arrived at this part, and I'm watching him crush your dreams, (laughs) like everything.
0: Yeah, my favorite things are apparently nightshades. Well, actually, he said (laughs) I can eat them, but I have to eat them less. And then he said, no spicy chilies. like spicy food that's my favorite which
1: i can live without so i was fine with uh, that he he gave me a lot of the same recommendations we were kind of similar though i think you're a little more windy and i'm a little more of the uh, fire so together we're full of hot air
0: oh yeah and then he said not to eat too many beans and i was like my favorite things are curry which you just took away Mm -hmm. and burritos Stop it! <laughs> but he said that I could still have those things, just more moderation, and then he suggested things that I don't really like, like yeah. squash squash. I am not a big squash fan, Ross. There are only like three things that I don't like to eat. Mm-hmm. I don't like water chestnuts
1: oh i'm I'm totally with you. I yeah, hate water gross. chestnuts. Do not send us water chestnuts if you like this show. <laughs> We will not appreciate that. That's
0: so true. Yeah, water chestnuts I hate. And it's the texture, right? It's like chewing yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Exactly. It's gross. These uh, pills might as well be water chestnuts.
0: Yeah, I've got my well, last handful
1: here. My last seven. I'm gonna eat these.
0: Okay, I better take some too.
1: Okay and Oh
0: my god! <laughs> Why did we start this podcast?
1: <laughs> so gross. <laughs>
0: God, what were we even talking about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Drink the rest of this. Oh, this water chestnuts. Oh,
0: yeah. Stuff he
1: wants you to eat.
0: Water chestnuts.
1: I told him I'm not a fan of water chestnuts.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't mention it to him. But yeah, I don't like water chestnuts. Mm-hmm. I don't like squash except for pumpkin. Yeah. Or I guess that's a gourd, but whatever. Last thing I'll tolerate, but mm-hmm. I'd always appreciate it not being there baby corn.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. You have a thing against baby corn.
0: Yeah, and then he's like, "Yeah, eat lots of squash. All the squash are fine." I'm like, "Oh, fucking thanks." Mm-hmm. Then he said, "All the uh, all the wet vegetables are fine." And then we had a little discussion about what counts as a vegetable because he thought some fruits were wrong. Oh yeah, but yeah. um, technical. But he said carrots. I was like, "Carrots are what?"
1: Oh yeah, I came after that conversation, but the, I remember him at one point saying something about cucumbers. He's like, "Would you call those a fruit or a right. vegetable?" <laughs>
0: right. You're like, well, it has seeds,
1: so So, so it's a fruit.
0: fruit. (laughs) Although, just so we don't... We have very smart listeners, and they'll write in and be like, well, technically... Right, right. So, let me just say, I do realize that botanically, fruit is a subcategory of vegetable. But that said, if you're going to differentiate things into fruits and vegetables that aren't fruits... Right. Then, yes, cucumber would be a fruit. I like cucumber. That's fine. I like zucchini. Oh, I guess that's a squash. I like zucchini. But... Here's what he said that made me very happy, Ross. But at night, you should have lots of hot liquids.
1: Yay! All right. He wins on that scale. Okay, you're fine. (laughs) Hot liquids. He
0: suggested soup, and I love soup or stew.
1: He's getting on your good side again. Yeah,
0: and then I was like, all right, it's
1: fine. (laughs) So
0: actually, tonight, I went to Whole Foods and I got a squash soup because I can tolerate squash and soup. Okay. So I got um a soup, cross soup and I had it for dinner. It was quite good. Oh,
1: excellent. Yeah, I've been uh trying to take his recommendations into account. He wanted me to not eat pizza in the evening, which is something that my son and I will do maybe once a week. Uh he didn't want me to be eating candy at work. You know, they'll often leave candy around and I'll fall for it.
0: Which at your uh, at your work there's a very funny bowl of candy that has a sign in it that says "Hey Fatty."
1: <laughs> right, Hey Fatso. Yeah, it's uh, it's this like weight loss competition. Right, and every time, time I see
0: it, it, I'm like, "Ooh, I want to." Oh no, no, <laughs>
1: that doesn't work on me. I just grab candy. I've got to say, I've always notoriously not cared about what I eat. Like, I don't calorie count. I don't. I don't want to worry about. Oh, is this carbs or anything? I eat kind of just what i want to eat i generally eat healthy food i'll do exercise and stuff but i just don't want to have to worry about what i eat and so all of a sudden he's telling me that i need to be kind of more regimented and eating at specific times of the day and i normally just eat when i'm hungry but again all of these were suggested as suggestions not commandments yeah. but he also recommended that i have a lot of oh hot drinks tea
0: nice um
1: and what was he saying it was
0: how do you feel about hot drinks ross
1: coriander tea oh i certainly like hot drinks oh you know what's my favorite is apple cider hot oh, apple cider
0: apple yeah good. i
1: love that in a big way and and actually my wife will often offer at night she'll say hey do you want some hot apple cider or tea nice. you know she'll make hot drinks so see um, that's
0: a good wife i need a wife who makes me hot drink. there you go i just finished my last pill
1: hey congratulations high, high five, five.
0: hello now i'm gonna finish my last yeah, i'm done wine. with
1: all my pills now we're in the stage where we're just waiting to see what happens to us i still feel same as when i came in
0: i feel slightly more tired but i think because of wine and time sure um, it's but not, certainly not drowsy. Yeah. Even after an hour and a half, he never gave me homeopathic recommendations. I know, and said, "Well, I'm going to email them to you." Mm-hmm. And for the next couple of days, I was emailing him, saying, "Like, thank you so much for all the food recommendations. I'd really like those homeopathic recommendations." Yeah, he was ta- because we needed to record the show. Yeah, and
1: we wanted to try the homeopathy that he was recommending. But yeah, he would, you know, kind of sit there and consider things. And he was saying how I really like to spend time thinking about, you know, what I want to offer you for homeopathy. And he's taking notes on his computer during this whole session and he emailed those that night mm-hmm. you know he had those and those had all the dietary recommendations and the ayurvedic prescriptions but the homeopathy he's been holding out on.
0: <laughs> right. So we decided it wouldn't be fair to him to do this episode and make a statement about his effectiveness or lack of without having like done all his recommendations and getting his homeopathy recommendations and everything. Right. So we decided that in our next episode we're going to do something kind of special and do uh, an update episode where we'll talk about our all of next... our
1: previous investigations yeah. and kind of what's happened since because we don't drive out these cold turkey. Usually there's some kind of lingering communication or, right. or something.
0: Yeah, so we'll um, we'll especially give you an update on homeopathy, on hypnotherapy because I've been continuing to go to that and on our experience with the Mormons. Those will be our big topics. Yeah, so our next episode will just be sort of a follow-up.
1: So, uh, he recommended three herbal supplements for me. Did he send you any herbal supplements? He,
0: he sent me one, I think, but mostly dietary recommendations.
1: I okay. Yeah. So, I, I will be ordering these and taking them. Uh, there's mm-hmm. blood cleanse. Take two tablets twice a day with coriander water. Oh, yes. That's what he wanted me to right. be drinking. And that's to help my skin. I was telling him that I was slightly having just lack of energy and that i you know have skin problems like you know breaking out irritated skin he also recommended triphala uh, one to two tablets at night with warm water balances digestion and rejuvenates and chayavana prush spicy jam one teaspoon in the morning. Hmm. i got to say that does not sound exciting to me. You look interesting. Yeah, sounds okay. Yeah, I don't really like spicy Take stuff. Take
0: some but... spicy jam. So these are all things that we'll be experimenting with for the next month. Yeah. And at the beginning of December.
1: We'll get back to you let, let we'll you know if we're feeling on. more energetic, clear skinned, and...
0: No headaches. There yeah, we'll see if November is headache free. I'm willing to, not only am I willing to consider all these claims, but especially something like Ayurveda where we're talking about herbs and things and dietary things as well, like Mm -hmm. those clearly do have an effect on our body and it could very well be very legitimate.
1: And I was thinking that someone had just posted his business card at work, but it turns Mm -hmm. out he shows up at my work on a fairly regular basis. Yeah, and so now he knows my name and, <laughs> you know, my contact information. So he may be dropping by my office every now and then. Who nice. knows?
0: I hope he and the Mormons come on the same day one day.
1: Oh, that would be excellent. <laughs> that would be excellent.
0: So at this point, we've finished all our pills. And we're moving on to this far superior, purely decadent soy peanut butter zigzag ice cream.
1: Yeah, we recommend that more than taking homeopathy pills.
0: It's way better. So Ross. Mm-hmm. We haven't completed our homeopathy journey by far, because we've still got to find out what our homeopathic recommendations are from this guy.
1: Right, so this is a tentative rating. So
0: this will be based mostly on our experience here tonight, where we each took over 100, you approaching 200,
1: Yeah.
0: Um, homeopathic remedies, including insomnia medicine, cold medicine, and sleep aids. I should also mention that each one of these bottles was between 10 and 20 bucks, So we spent about 50 bucks in total on homeopathic medicine. Wow. Yeah. So, Ross. Yes. Based on what we learned here, what we learned in our studies, um, but not necessarily on our experience with the homeopathy app, what would you say is the pseudoscience rating of homeopathy, where 10 is something, like, really pseudoscientific?
1: Like, uh, you're composed of goat sperm?
0: (laughs) You're right. That would be ridiculous. (laughs) And one is something, like, Really, really scientifically valid, like the theory of evolution.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's really scientific. Right. All right. I'm going to say on that scale, homeopathy, I'm going to give it a 10. It's just pure nonsense. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) essentially it's saying here's absolutely nothing and it's going to do something. (laughs) It's uh, hogwash. Would that be the term for it? Balderdash. Maybe malarkey. It um, appears to be. What we're looking for as something of a scientific explanation is something that has sort of a mechanistic explanation. A causes B. You know, and there's it just does not exist there. There is no connection.
0: Well, B. there is, but it's called the placebo effect.
1: But yeah, beyond that, right. it seems to be. Completely ineffective
0: A lot of practitioners and people who go to these things are, are kind of willing to say like Yeah, it might be the placebo effect and that's fine with me Some are. Yeah, that's one attitude to take right. But it is not the claim of homeopathy The right. claim of homeopathy is that this works Above and beyond the placebo effect Because water has memory
1: Right, that and this law of similars Which is sympathetic magic really, right. That's just another way of saying it It's magical thinking
0: Yeah, I would I would say about the same I'd say maybe 99 but yeah, it's very, very pseudoscience Yeah. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement. But
1: you're right. It's really the gold standard for <laughs> yeah. something that is not scientific.
0: All right. How about its pocket drainer value, where 10 is very, very pocket draining?
1: Well, it really depends on you know how much you really get into it. If you take a single bottle and take them just a few at a time, whenever you're feeling whatever the symptom is... You know, it won't cost you too much extra. But still, you're paying something for nothing. And so as DJ Grothy mentioned when we talked to him on the phone, uh, that's a clever racket. You know, it's a good way to get people's money for not actually offering them anything. So I'm going to say, I'll say something like a 7.5
0: oh wow okay I know where you're going with that yeah but maybe just comparing it more to our other investigations and thinking about like actually how much I'll be put out on this
1: yeah I'm talking like relative value as opposed to um, absolute value
0: I get it. You're spending $10 for absolutely nothing. But yeah. I think on some of these other things, you're spending $100 for absolutely nothing. Sure. So
1: Sure. Okay.
0: I I would give it a very low rating. I'd probably give it like a two.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, certainly like when it comes to our homeopath that we saw, I think you're getting something just out of, in terms of, you know, therapy, mm-hmm. having someone oh, to talk sure. to. And so my rating would come down considerably um, mm-hmm. f- for that, even though, you know, it is a fair amount of money.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, we could not... Let's be very clear. We could not have done this investigation without our very nice donors. Yes. I mean, even for $75, it's something that you and I probably couldn't afford together, so... Right. It's, uh, we really, really appreciate, in this case, Andrew Stein.
1: Thank you, Andrew. Today's show has been brought to you by the name Andrew Andrew. and the number 23.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It's
1: like Sesame Street. Well, what would you say on a creepiness rating? where 10 is something incredibly creepy. Like what? Like every night, right as you're about to sleep, an actual sheep pokes its head up from the end of your bed, and you don't know where it came from.
0: <laughs> I kind of like it.
1: You do? Okay. Yeah. But it has glowing red eyes. Red's been done. They're blue eyes. It's
0: eyes is this adorable. It's really... Gr- what? Really? <laughs>
1: That's creepy. You're, all right, your scale is out <laughs> of whack. I <laughs> declare you unfit to rate this. All right, well, what's something really creepy then? I I assure you anybody listening to this would find (laughs) this unexplainable glowing blue-eyed sheep at the foot of their bed in the middle of the night very unsettling. Okay, and then one is something not creepy, like going to the park and looking at squirrels playing the trees.
0: But not children. Because that can be creepy. Yeah, there's of no two. children
1: in this <laughs> park.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So I pick like one. I'm not at all creeped out.
1: I'm yeah. A little. Oh, I agree. Creepiness is just not a part of this. Yeah. No. One. Um, but you could ask about danger rating, where 10 is something incredibly dangerous, like. You know, I should really think of these before I start talking.
0: No, I <laughs> but, like it. Okay. I like having to make okay. them up on the spot.
1: Where 10 is driving wildly and just kind of crashing into as many parked cars as you possibly can. Uh, and 1 is, you know, just staying in bed a little longer and reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> Not very dangerous.
0: That's all. I looks like the house is on fire. <laughs> okay. So, okay, actually, this is a funny one to do a danger rating on because okay. yes, yeah, so in that sense, I want to say, you know one, there's nothing dangerous about this. in fact, you can take a hundred pills of it and then continue to eat soy ice cream and make a podcast right but yeah, yes. on the other hand, here's where I think the danger is, and I'm sure you can guess if you take these things in lieu of real treatments mm-hmm. that's where the danger lies. That happens often every day yeah. to lots and lots of people It's not that big a deal when you're taking it for Insomnia, a cold no sure. big deal if you end up sure. you know suffering from those a couple of days longer but people will turn to homeopathy for things like cancer and uh, yeah. that's i think for
1: the i even years. brought it up with our homeopath because he was talking about you know former clients he'd had and he even started to mention some cancer cases and he said that was an imbalance of all of these areas of earth air wind fire And so I mentioned the Steve Jobs example. Steve Jobs passed away recently, and because he ignored real medicine for nine months, you know, probably shortened his lifespan considerably, and he regretted it after the fact, Mm -hmm. but he went to alternative medicine, his response was, there's no way of knowing I don't know what the doctor said to him so well,
0: in a way that's
1: true it, in a way that is true and, and in a way he kind of dodged the bullet there
0: right. but
1: he was also making claims about other cancer patients having gone into complete remission and kind of attributing that to these dietary oh, fixes wow. so that's where that danger rating shoots yeah, up towards that, is, that nine that again is scary. yeah I'm I'm just gonna acknowledge what you're saying there about okay. on one hand this stuff won't hurt you taking those pills the real danger is in Thinking about the world in misleading ways and ignoring the things that we really do know about how our bodies work. Right. So I'm going to give it a higher. You know, I'll I'll go towards that eight.
0: And I mean, that's not to say that the alternative treatments, uh, you know, the more conventional treatments for things like cancer don't have their own risks. They're dangerous too. You know, they're uh, less likely to shorten your life.
1: And let me just say, like, as he was like explaining all these things and talking about, you know, the dietary recommendations, I was just thinking oh, yeah, this makes a lot of sense, and oh, yeah, this probably lines up a lot with real advice that mm-hmm. you should take, but, you know, where is it coming from? Hard to tell. You know, what is the basis of it? You know, these mm-hmm. ancient practices.
0: Yeah, you know, as Psalms, these ancient practices come out of, like, real observation. You right. You know, people notice, like, oh, this... Oh, this guy like can't go to sleep. And if he eats too much <laughs> coca plants during the day, he really can't go to sleep. Yeah, some you know? real so, trial
1: and error. Yeah. You know, the, the yeah, common saying is yeah. alternative medicine is things that have either not been proven to work or have been proven not to work. But things, you know, that were part of alternative medicine that have been shown to work. Have just medicine. become medicine. But I have to say that as I was listening to him, I was thinking how easy it would be to just be very assured by all that he was saying very confidently. You know, it sounded very plausible at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Carrie, what I really want to know is, what was your favorite moment in all of this?
0: When he told me that I could drink hot beverages <laughs> at night, including soups.
1: That's really your main reason for living, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I really like the hot things.
1: I'd say my favorite moment was when he came over to sit next to me on the couch feeling my pulse Uh and he had his eyes closed and he's Mm -hmm. you know carefully explaining this and then going silent for a while it was just so incredibly awkward (laughs) you know and I'm sitting there kind of you know it's sort of like you know when you're a kid and everybody's praying you're sort of looking around like what am I supposed to do Uh and you know like I'm kind of looking at him yeah it was just really awkward so I don't know I, I find awkward experiences enjoyable
0: yeah yeah me too um so together we've taken 280 pills cold medicine and sleep aids uh-huh. if we had taken 280 nyquils and sleep medicine oh yeah we would
1: be n- in big trouble yeah we would it, with to alcohol to wash it down
0: yes with alcohol we would definitely yeah need we'd to call 911 at this st- point. stomach
1: pumping for yeah, sure yeah or, we'd,
0: or we might just be gone by now how are you feeling
1: same as when i got here really
0: yeah me too i feel a little tired i think because it's kind of late that we're recording today sure Um,
1: I'm going to go home and do stuff.
0: Yeah. I think I'll do some stuff after this. Feeling all right. Should we call DJ and tell him we're okay? Okay, let's do it. All right. Hello, it's DJ. Hey. Hey, you guys are still alive? Yeah, we just wanted to follow up and tell you we're okay. We've taken 280 pills.
2: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Between the two of us, but we're feeling all right. Are are you
0: drowsy, or is it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're a little tired cuz of the time, but that's about it. And uh okay. we're also a little grossed out because one of the bottles of pills was really really bitter and they were sublingual, so we had to keep them in our mouths for a ridiculous uh, amount of time. That's gross. Yeah. That's
2: gross. I'm, in a healthy way, paranoid just enough. I would never want to be as adventurous as Randy when he gets on stage and does that, or when you do that, because I don't know where the hell those <laughs> built are, right? Yeah. I don't know how they're made, or, like, where they come from, or any of that stuff, so... More power to you. You've, you've done it, so I
0: don't have to. Well, thanks Love for uh, checking in and making sure we're okay, DJ Grothy. <laughs> well, I'm glad,
1: I'm
0: glad you guys are alive to fight the good fight another day. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, DJ. Bye. Bye. That DJ, what a guy. What a guy. I, I have to say... Before I even met DJ Grothy, he was my favorite podcast host. I
1: I should totally give him all the credit he deserves for many years being the uh, host of Point of Inquiry.
0: A great show. And now the host of For Good Reason.
1: Yes. That was the second podcast that I listened to, I think after he did an interview on Skepticality. That was my first podcast. Ah, okay. And it was because of his show... And just an offhanded mention of the Center for Inquiry Los Angeles that I found out about that.
0: Oh, how nice. And the
1: rest is history. And
0: th- so this show wouldn't exist if it weren't for DJ Growth. Exactly. Because we wouldn't have met.
1: Very good. So, Aww, hey, he should, should be on our show. Yeah, should. absolutely. Thank you, DJ.
0: Before we go, Ross. Yeah. I think it's that time.
1: Oh, <laughs> where we ask for donations. Where
0: we say... Please give us your money.
1: Yeah, we really appreciate anybody who can uh, donate to the show because we incur these costs of these things that we are doing. $50 or more will get you poetry. Right. Uh, and you can really uh, declare what kind of poetry you want, though. Sonnets are difficult. I know all of you want iambic pentameter, but, <laughs> you know, take it easy on us.
0: And the place to donate is to go to onopodcast.com. Yeah, there's the donate
1: a donate link. button. 20 bucks or more gets you a mention on the show.
0: Sure, sounds good. And, I mean, and when we say this, we're just trying to reward you. All. You know, if you give us oh, yeah. a dollar, we'll be thrilled. No kidding. We oh, really yeah. will. Oh, um,
1: absolutely. And
0: we write back to everybody. You know, even if uh, you know you give us a dollar, we'll write you and say, Hey, it's me Carrie, what's up? And
1: join us on Facebook. Uh, you know, that's really the place to uh, interact with us. We post lots of pictures from our investigations. Our we'll ca-
0: post pictures today of us down in a whole bunch of pills,
1: yeah. And we, and you can see some other things that we've done not related to our investigations. And there's just a lot of fun banter that goes on there. So, uh, check yeah. it out. I just use the word banter.
0: Banter. So, I guess that's it for our show. Our producer is Ian Kramer,
1: and our theme music <laughs> was really. Written by the incomparable Brian Keith Dalton of Mr. Deity fame. Go to MrDeity.com to learn about how the creator of the universe made your naughty bits.
0: That was the most recent episode. It's funny. And remember, as Ross said, you can find us on the web at OnoPodcast.com or Facebook.com slash OnRack. That's O-N-R-A-C. Be sure to check out our pictures by liking us.
1: And remember, overdosing is bad.
0: So don't sue us. <laughs>